We think life is about having the latest phone. Self-driving car, a fat-free, carefree, think-free living, trying to explain the complexity of the world in about 140 characters. Guess what? 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 Life is way deeper than that. To understand what we need as humans and how deep the human hole goes, we need to look inwards. We need to look at floating as a way to cut everything out, turn off the machine, and be with nothing. That's better. Now let's start this baby on. Engines, three, two, one, up and away. You see life is busy, but floating gives us a super-powered, hypercharged connection with our mind that can relieve stress by simply doing nothing. If you want to explore your mind and the float culture of New Zealand, then jump onto floatculture.co.nz and book your float today. That's floatculture.co.nz. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Hey team, thanks for joining me on this week's episode of Please Blow My Mind with me, Will Fleming. You know, I say it every week, thanks for joining us, thanks for joining me. And I really do mean it, because it's this interesting space we live in now, social media. It's this way of communicating, it's this way of kind of, you know, standing on a stage in front of the world. And something weird happens when you do that, you know, not always good stuff happens when you stand on the stage, because you're looking for I mean when you're standing on a stage you're performing right and so if you're performing you're trying to get attention and we all know that humans love attention and quite a good way to get attention is by by being silly by by saying you know provocative things and and it takes a real effort to to use this platform being social media you know for balanced articulate conversation and I think that's where podcasts have really found their own you know they they came in at a time when everyone said the world's moving towards short one minute videos and then podcasts with you know Joe Rogan and Tim Ferriss blew up and they basically had these huge long hours of conversation and and they just changed the whole system and I think a lot of people think about podcasts now as you know it's it's like um, opening up the bandwidth so when I'm stuck in traffic I can be listening to these long form conversations and sharing ideas and it's that type of sentiment that we go into today's conversation with Mike Wharton he's a guest that I met via LinkedIn and I asked him to come around and, and have a chat with me and there was no agenda and I think what happened is we just did exactly that. We had a chat. We we, we went deep about life. We we jumped all over the place and, and we just, you know, I don't think we're trying to solve anything in these podcasts. I think we're just trying to do what we've done for millennia. You know, imagine this is ages ago and we're around the campfire and we're just talking and we're just pondering. And, and I don't know if there's that many spaces in our lives now where you can just ponder. But for me, podcasting, is one of them and today we ponder hard i hope you enjoy this conversation uh yeah thank you mike for 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 making an example of what social media can be you know we met online in a virtual space then we caught up in the real world then we had a conversation and now we're publishing it all a nice mix of real and virtual all together in one just want to thank all the new listeners that are continuing to join each and every week also want to thank you the audience who has been here from the start we're now in our 30s here on the podcast and it's a it's an honor and a privilege to be talking and having conversations and hopefully you feel like you're part of them i certainly produce them with the idea that you feel like you're part of the conversation so let's get into the conversation with mike Thank you all for joining the podcast 
joining my journey and blowing my mind. We live in a world that encourages us to remove ourselves from the human experience. Whether it's looking at our phones too long, forgetting how to talk to someone face to face, or just straight up giving in and convincing ourselves that a chicken nugget is actual food. It's not food, it's silence. I don't know about you, but this freaks me out. So I've started a podcast, my antidote to this silliness. It's time to blow our minds. My name is Will Fleming. Welcome to my podcast, Please Blow My Mind. Uh, Mike, thanks for, this is weird, I, I don't know how to say this. Thanks for joining me at my house inside my caravan out the back of my property. On a Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, I was thinking when you were coming, I'm like, this is a weird time of... Um, Kind of meeting people virtually. Yeah, yeah. We're doing everything Tinder does, just without the extras. You know yeah, what I mean? We're on a we're on a we're on a uh, mandate, if you yeah, will. Yeah, yeah. But it's kind. I of mean, I'm checking out your washing right behind you. <laughs> this is cool. Yeah, this, just, is, this is like a this is like a crash course in getting to know someone. Yeah. Like, hey, man, we've never met before, but yeah. come look at everything. <laughs> judge me in my in my own home, and and yeah. Do you think social media is like encouraging that? I wonder if that's the case. Like, a lot of your world now is sitting on the computer kind of we thought the idea was being maybe a one-stop shop being remote being able to work from anywhere yeah but that took away other good things too like you know the office chat or getting to work and i mean because i've seen some of your posts online and it's like one day you're in a mansion another day you're doing this and i'm like (laughs) far out Uh, is it lonely i mean is this what we're doing are we catching up because we're lonely yeah (laughs) well it's interesting you say that because i actually think um when I look at social media and the way that we're evolving with tech, right, tech's taking over yeah. um, and it's only going to continue to amplify and increase over the next sort of five, ten years mm. at a rate that we've never seen. Um, and I think what we're seeing, right, is we're seeing the emergence of things like uh, we've now got our first, um, like, tech uh, rehab center and stuff overseas, True. right, where you can go and you actually have to wean off, like, online gaming and using mm. social media, etc. And I think what's going to happen is people are going to start looking because people still feel really empty, even though we're really connected. Yeah. And people are hungry for real life connections for analog things. You know, mm. so I had an example uh, a couple of years ago. I was feeling quite burnt out, um, and I wanted to uh, just listen to some music, switch off all my tech, and cook a meal, and just chill. Right. And I was like, okay, great. I'm going to put some music on. I'm like shit, how do I listen to music without going to Spotify on my phone? So I still had to go get my phone. And that's when I came to the realization, Mm. like, I think people are going to be hungry for, like, you know, just vinyl and records. And it's interesting that Sony now are actually starting to uh, reopen up a lot of their vinyl Mm. uh, factories and stuff. And and there's a bigger demand for that and a growing demand for more analog and real-time connections Mm. because people, I think, are starting to come to the realization that you can have you know 5,000 friends on Facebook but you can still be lonely as hell yeah. and it's actually real life connections and real life interactions that give you a lot more meaning in life So you know and the thing is is I totally agree with that but mm. man it feels good to get the new iPhone you know? <laughs> like I literally I have worked my butt off and I yeah. went and I paid cash yeah. for an iPhone XR and I've yeah. done the research I watched the tutorials and the top five phones to get and you know I wasn't meditating I wasn't doing the Wim Hof method I was going to Spark and getting the latest phone and getting a cover and mm. now they've got a machine which puts the cover on so it's accurate and you can't scratch it and I'm like life set I spent a day putting all my apps on I worked out how to control my kids phones mm. it's this kind of black mirror moment where they were going to the beach yesterday and I was tracking them 
Yeah. Was, and it was... Doesn't sound creepy at all. Doesn't sound... <laughs> it's only as creepy as sitting in a random dude's caravan yeah, podcasting. Yeah. But 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 it's kind no, of I like it. a... I get it. If it's a small win, but at mm. what cost, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know what happens when they're 16 and they lie to me and say, like we did, we're going mm. out to our mate's house and they're not. They're going to a party. Mm. I wonder if we just have to work out that balance of let them live or, yeah. or, or or you do the opposite you don't let them live and then they come back and they hate you and dude mate these are parenting questions <laughs> i don't actually have kids that's so. all right um but it's uh i think what you touched on there is actually a good point around balance right so yeah. i think tech's not going anywhere yeah it's only going to increase mm. you know and who doesn't love a new phone or a new yeah. laptop and stuff and, and, and all the cool new things that you can mm. do with it? Um, like I'm discovering software online all the time that I'm just like, man, this is going to save me thousands of dollars. Yeah. It's going to save me hours of time. Yeah. And I'm going to be able to create some really cool solutions with this. But in the same time, like I've got to be very conscious. I still want to go out and connect in real time mm. and do the real things. And and you've almost got to you've got to set up little brain hacks, if you will, yeah. to try and coach yourself out of like being online all the time. And yeah, well, because it's, it's easy. It's easy, and it and it feeds the beast. Eh? It oh, feels yeah. it feeds that shadow in us, you know. And I don't know, but for me, this is what this is about. You know, we are giving ourselves a reason because we know we're on stage a little bit to people. But we're not checking the phones, so we're kind of having this half real chat, and yeah. I just feel like that's maybe like um, you know getting used to being a cyborg. It's something like this. We we know we're always online. Probably there will be a time where we're always like physically live to the world. Mm. So we're checking yourself, you know, like. But at the same time, you're trying to be relaxed and control your breathing and actually have something to say because that's the freaky thing for me. Is now there's these platforms. I don't know if I've got that much to say. You can yeah. say what the buzzwords are, yeah. But um, you know, when it really comes down to it, have you made your mind up about things? You know, and 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 what you want to say, and and that might trigger others. And there's well, this, yeah. It is. It's, it's an interesting point around having something to say. Is that uh, I think a lot of people are scared to have something to say these yeah. days, um, for good reason. Do you think? Yeah, I mean, like, there's a ton of it, and I think it's only uh, so. Like, if you know, when you have something to say, you risk triggering and offending people. Yeah. Um, and when you risk triggering and offending someone, you risk being attacked. Yeah. Okay? Because someone may come at you, they mm. may attack you, they may call you anything that's, yeah. you know, that, that you've triggered for them. And that's a scary thought for a lot of people. Mm. And that's something that a lot of people just don't want to go through. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's important, like, especially, like, I think we need people to be able to say, or have something to say, right? Yeah. Um, and the other thing I think is quite interesting is that, I, I don't know about you, but the older I get, I realize the less I know. Yeah. I'm like, when I was, and it was actually a lot easier when I was younger, yeah. when I knew everything, yeah. because everything was so easy. Mm. It was so single-minded. I was so focused. Yeah. I could do anything I set my mind to because I knew everything. Yeah. And now when I realize I don't know everything, and the more I don't know, like the more you can let self doubt and stuff kick in. So, and and then you become more confused. You know, like I'm like that with religion, and mm. I don't know where I stand on it. Yeah. But I definitely th believed there was nothing when I was growing up. Yeah, I was science everything, and now you know you're saying I don't know. So I kind of have this little space for mm, yeah. What else could there be? And then it's just a freaky. It's almost a skeptic's mindset, right? right. Which is um, 
uh, what's his name, Matt Delahunty. I don't know right. if you heard of him, right? But he's like a yep. he's like a massive atheist or whatever, skeptic. Mm. Um, and his philosophy is more: I believe what I believe yeah. until someone teaches me something better. Right. Right. And I think that's quite a healthy way to be, to be like, this is where I'm currently at. Mm. This is what I currently think. This is how I currently believe. Change my mind. Yep. And if you change my mind and it's backed up with good research, good facts, and I accept that, mm. I'm happy to accept that as my new truth. Yep. So like a, like a constant state of ready to learn and yeah. evolve. Do you think that's how we are, though? Because it seems to me that you know maybe what's happening online is you've got these little bubbles, mm. but are we blaming that on the internet? I'm sure there were bubbles. We just called them tribes. Yeah. And my tribe believed this, and yeah. you believe that. And then, you know, I remember hearing a story about some um, a tribe in Papua New Guinea, and during mm. World War II, the Americans would bring the planes in, and it was local to that area. And so these people believed that they were gods, because that makes sense, you know, like yeah. different colored people flying in. They don't have to cook their food, you know. <laughs> they dress like Americans, so they all yeah. look like Tom Cruise. And then they came back after the war to kind of like pick up all their stuff and they had built runways and, and grass planes and I guess what I'm saying is like it depends on what's happening maybe your area is you know you have lots of apples and all of a sudden apples are really important so I don't know it's just kind of I hope there's a space to get good ideas and maybe that's the mm. good side of the internet, you know, like mm. I came across that Jordan Peterson character and far out every day he's, he's, it seems like there's two narratives Half of people think, no, oh, that's quite logical what he's saying. The mm. other half is like, that's the worst dude ever. He's mm. promoting this. And I'm sitting there. That's the bit that freaks me out about social media. It's like, there's two ways to look at everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't know which, you know, how many of things that I look at that I think are good ideas are really not. Mm. Or is everything a good idea and a bad idea all at the same time? I don't know. You'll never know unless you try running with an idea, that's True. for sure. And that's so. being brave enough to have something to say online, right? Correct. And yeah. hoping that the trolls coming in, or we call them trolls, but maybe they're solid people just saying you're wrong. Yeah. Is that, should you listen to that? You know, like, how do you deal with that stuff, man? So I think anyone that can present a point of view constructively, mm-hmm. and I think that's a skill in itself. So anyone that can that can uh, present a point of view constructively right. um, and, you know, can have a rational conversation I think is worth listening to Mm. and that's where I think the difference is between trolls and people with something to say right so trolls are people who say fuck you you piece of shit (laughs) like you're no good sometimes my wife says that too you know what I mean like who are you (laughs) to do this to do that etc etc it's just straight you've triggered them they're upset they're venting through Mm. the internet probably because they've got something else going on in their life they're not happy with, right? Yeah. Versus a more more well-rounded, uh, like, constructive feedback would be something like, hey, listen, love your point of view, but mm. here's 10 pages of research which says that you might be, you might want to rethink your point of view. Yeah. And you can read that that research and be like, actually, they've mm. got a point, right? Mm. And that's not a troll. Yeah. That's someone with a point of view. Yeah. A troll is someone that just goes... Screw you, you piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, who do you think you are? You're a scam. You're this. You're that. You don't have a voice for podcasting. You mm. should, you know, you're mm. basic. You're in a caravan. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's a compliment. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I hear. So yeah, yeah. And it's interesting you talk around, um, uh, like, have we always been in bubbles because of tribes and whatnot? Mm. Social media, in my opinion, uh, all it does is amplify. Like it, 
10 times, like at 10x's, yep. everything that already exists in the right. world, right? Yeah. So you, you can, and if you go down that rabbit hole, that will become your world. Mm. And it's interesting, like I, I make a very, um, I'm, I am a big believer in bubbles and that's why I'm a very, if I find myself getting too comfortable in one area in life, mm. like I actively am trying now to seek out an opposing opinion. I'm actively now trying to seek out something different so that my bubble's never just restricting me to one point of view. Like what what kind of things though? Like if you give a, an example, imagine someone sure. listening right now, they're okay. like, that makes sense, but how? Okay, so an example for me was um, like part of this is having conversations with people, yep. right, and not shying away from people that trigger you. So gotcha. um, I'll get a few examples of this is that um, so on, I'm quite uh, active on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and social media. Um, and I remember there was a guy that reached out to me. His name's Ashley Church, and he's he's quite a opinionated, strong character, mm-hmm. has very strong political views. I remember reading something. He'd like reached out, connected with me one time, um, and he had very strong uh, political views and things. And at the time, I didn't agree with him, and I was like, felt myself really triggered. I'm like, mm. I don't. And then of course, you know, I was like, I don't want to be surrounded by these people, so I deleted him. And then later on, I was like, actually. It's a good thing. Like mm. this is good to have a balanced opinion. And I actually read him, and I actually really now, I actually now really enjoy listening to what he has to say, right? Because it checks me, right? Yeah, and yeah, I and yeah. I've learned to appreciate that. Um, and so like I used to, there's a lot of things that I, you know, I used to be on the bandwagon of, like if you'd talked to me five years ago, I probably would have been on more of like a lefty type mm. person. Yeah. And it's interesting now they've been seeking out conservative opinions yes. and whatnot. I'm now shifted way back in the middle and I'm almost like siding with conservatism. No, but that's the thing. I feel like uh, even if you if you take politics out of it, that sounds like quite a reasonable thing, right? You're yeah. just taking a bit of both. Yeah. And, and I don't know, but we've got to find ways to bridge that gap. I was thinking about that the other day with small talk. Yeah. It's like, that's totally lost on social media, eh? Like, yeah. You know, you walk past someone and we give each other shit. We say, oh, you know, how's it going? And some people say, do you really care? Or they think that. Yeah. But I think that wasn't the point of it. The yeah. point of it was to kind of like manufacture a moment so mm. we realize we're playing the game. I was thinking about it also with the roads. You know, there's no left and right side. It's just a slab <laughs> of concrete. Oh, yeah. You play a game. And every yeah. now and then you fall asleep and you lose the game yeah. for others as well. Please don't fall asleep. I know. Please don't fall asleep. But <laughs> but it's this imaginary white line and yeah. we give it this, it might as well be, I don't know, something else, a symbol of, <laughs> as soon as that, I think as soon as that white line goes away, like, man, you know, like, you, I don't know, you're old enough to drive on old gravel roads and that yeah. was the thing and you yeah. had to really check yourself and the roads were slippery and I just feel like it kind of got to this point now where, I don't know, maybe we should go back to gravel roads. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> <laughs> or introduce a little bit more, um, you know, toughness. I've just finished uh, that David Goggins book. I don't know if okay. you're familiar with him. Uh, yeah, yeah. Can't he's he's that uh, he's that dude that's been through all sorts of stuff. Oh, right? dude, he's just, just had the shit kicked out of him from yeah. day one. Um, kind of got fat and skinny three times. Yeah, yeah. And wanted to be the toughest man in the world. So I think he did, you know, four thousand pull-ups and does ultra marathons. But the point is, is that he was just like, do something that sucks every day. And maybe that's what you're kind of saying, you know. Yeah. Even to be around people that suck because they keep you. 
I don't know. Is that is that right? I wouldn't. So just on that, I think I think you're on a point there. For me, it's it's kind of the differentiation again between trolls and constructive criticism. Right. right? Don't be around people that suck. Mm. Be around, but don't be afraid to be around people who have genuinely something to say yeah. that you don't agree with right. and it upsets you. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's a different like being around someone who sucks is someone being like you're an idiot, you're overweight, you're this, you're mm-hmm. that. You know, you're, you know, you got gray hair, you're old before your time, (laughs) whatever, right? Those people suck. Mm. People who like, let's get on the, on the piss every night Mm. of the week and don't do all your successful things that you want to do. Come Mm. and smoke weed and watch, watch Netflix on the couch for, for a marathon, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Versus someone that goes, listen, Jesus is right Mm. for these reasons. And this is what I think. And I think the world would be a better place with Jesus. Don't be like, oh, you fucking idiot, because yeah. now you're being someone that sucks. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, no, that that makes total sense. Like, just be someone that goes, okay, here's someone that has a different point of view to me. Oh, I don't mm, like it, Yeah, but I'm going to listen, and I'm going to treat them with respect, and I'm going to choose whether or not I accept what they say, mm. and then I'm going to leave and part ways, and maybe we can be friends, maybe we can't, but I'm going to thank them, and I'm just going to be grateful for this moment that we can be two people with two different mm. opinions living in the same world. That sounds awesome. And I think well, um, if you're well-fed and well-watered, it's easy to get there. Kind of my thinking is like, how do you still get there when shit's going haywire? You know, because that's the thing with self-help and kind of mm. working on it's all good when you when you have a bit of momentum maybe it's you know like new year's is kicked mm. off and you're going to go to the gym and then it rains one day and you're like eh, yeah just stay and you never go again you know so yeah. i mean is that something you're actively thinking about you know how to kind of that's what the podcast is for me it's training my mind yeah. so that i can so that i can have conversations with people and i can sit in a bit of awkwardness of you know we're getting to know each other whilst we're talking and it's kind of a cool thing 100 mm. percent. i think i think like training yourself or disciplining yourself just to not be an asshole or yeah. not be a dick right <laughs> yeah, that would be a great book it's a very it's <laughs> a very write that book. like it's a very it's a very basic yeah. fundamental thing right yeah. so if you just stick with that principle mm. and and un, and underline that throughout your life mm. when you are having your off days and let's say for instance um, so if we stick with the religion, the, the mm. example I used before, right? Let's say, for instance, you're an atheist, you don't believe in yep. Jesus. Someone wants to have a Jesus conversation with it, and you've just been like, "Listen, my cat just died this morning. Mm. Um, I haven't been to the gym in a week. I had pizza last night. I've had a couple of beers last night. I'm feeling a bit crap, right? And I don't have the mental bandwidth to deal with this. Mm. I think first and foremost, yes, you have to look after yourself. Mm. You have to have barriers and boundaries for yourself, and that's okay to mm. be like listen, thank you, I'm just, I'm not in the mood to have this conversation right now. Yeah. Nothing to do with you, mm. but it's it's just me at the moment, right? That's not being an asshole, that's not being a dick. You still, like, you don't have to engage in this all the time, mm. but just don't be an asshole, don't yeah. be a troll. Yeah. Look, and I think uh, it's not always easy to identify what side of the fence you're on. It's mm. like that center left right. Like I think sometimes we're veering back and forth, and we might not know it. You know, because yeah. there's lots of things at play. Eh? Oh, there's your 100%. background. There's the future. There's what's going, you know, well now, and there's also trends. Oh, yeah. You know, and and what's popular to talk about and what's not. What's interesting? Um, 
I don't know if you heard of Alan Watts. He's like a right. he's like a East West philosopher, right? right? Um, and he said trying to define yourself is like trying to bite your own teeth. True. Yeah, the world's constantly changing, um, and I think just having an open mind and that healthy level of skepticism is is a really healthy way to at least embrace the unknown and not be so scared of it. Do you think heaps of Kiwis are like us? I sometimes wonder if, you know, we talk about mental health. Mm -hmm. I also think about, like, the generation of men, say, around our dad's age. Yeah. You know, and I wonder, you know, when they were pig hunting or at the pub, did they just talk about, like, fighting and women? Or did some of them say, hey, man, you know, do you believe in aliens? You know, stuff (laughs) like that. Maybe they had to be real hammered for that. or, Or I just wonder, like, we seem to be in a time where the mental health is off the charts yeah but also we're not i don't feel like i'm not encouraged to say whatever i want to another guy yeah and just have a chat but i don't know if i'm regular yeah i wouldn't say (laughs) so this is just my experience based on people i've met right i'm certainly no expert in this field so i couldn't give you any research or any the internet will make you an expert they'll clip this up i'm sure they will (laughs) (laughs) quote yeah 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 (laughs) who does this guy think he is yeah Yeah. i can't believe it yeah buzzfeed i'll be a meme (laughs) my goal um um i don't think that uh i don't think that as a society if we took the masses i wouldn't say that we um we're particularly good at that mm. as uh, Kiwi men. Um, and I think that, you know, there has been, uh, there has been a sort of uh, equality movement for the past however many years yep. where the narrative has very much been around bringing uh, women into equality. Um, and I feel like a lot of men just sort of have uh, almost shrunk mm. into themselves a little bit more. Um, and I think that we're starting to get the emergence of people like yourself and myself and, and other guys who are, who are um, happy to have these conversations. Mm. Um, but I still think if we look at the masses of Kiwi males, I think that there's still a lot of don't talk. It's still about sport. It's still about yeah. like uh, blokey stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because we're expected to do it all. Yeah. You know, like it's still not massively accepted for a man to have a cry for mm. a man to be upset you like you need to hold it together you need to be the rock you need to be mm. everything yeah right and that the i think as a collective we've still got a lot of these beliefs and whatnot and the the hard thing what we've got is we're still relatively new in equality is that the rules are they're gray mm. they're gray right yeah. so you've got you've got uh like women who will say um you know, like, treat me as an equal, pay me the same, etc. all good stuff. Yeah. Then they'll go on a date and they'll say, you're the man, you should pay for my dinner. Right. Right. I'm like, that is confusing. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I think that, I think that um, we're still trying to navigate a lot of things as Kiwi men in this, in this sort of new environment and new world that we're sort of living in. Um, and I just don't think that we're at that point where we are um, as a whole, like, willing and able to start talking up and talking about these things and it's not an easy fix eh? and and we shouldn't want it to be it's something like raising a person you know you have to crawl fall over get up 
walk a little bit and you know let's worry about you being an adult and being super awesome at something later i wonder if that's a little bit like society you know but i don't know man it's it's again you know it's one of those things that i don't really think that trying to find solutions always is the go like we just kind of said you know if you can make yourself you know physically mentally strong and and maybe with the goal of try to be the best you could be in the worst scenario i feel like that will maybe guide you a little bit in those tougher moments you mm. know, specifically when it's like what's the rules between men and women i don't know mm. and i don't have to know because i just need to try and make my rules and my wife's rules work together for us yeah and i you know maybe that's correct we just get into this game of here's five tips to making it work well that that's where i've kind of landed myself mm. right is that I think discussion is needed Mm. now more than ever. Mm. Communication is needed now more than ever because we're evolving so fast. Things are changing so rapidly. It's almost impossible now to have expectations Mm. of who does what Mm. in society. So therefore, if you want to have a default, your default should go to ask. Mm. Your default should go to, okay, what do you want? Mm. What do I want? Mm. Let's talk about this. Can we find a common ground? Yeah. Can we compromise? Can we negotiate? Mm. Perfect. This is now the expectations that we've set for this relationship. Mm. This is the expectations we've set with this relationship, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Right. What about in business? Like you spend a bit of time in the business world. Is is, mm. is it something that you're um, actively trying to make sure that that Mike doesn't check off when he leaves the home? the inquisitive the willing to you know ask and then when you go into the workplace it becomes that you you box yourself in that man zone again like how, how's that working yeah it's interesting so when i was um when i was working in corporate i used to shut myself off quite emotionally mm. only because i struggled with a lot of these conversations yeah. right so i would struggle if you and I had a really strong bond or a really strong connection, yep. and then the next day I've got to fire you, mm. or the next day I've True. got, or the next day I've got to deliver you some hard news, mm. or you know whatever that is, I really struggle with that. Yep. Um, but I actually think that what I was talking about before is even more important in that situation, <laughs> right. right? So where we could, I actually think the opposite. Where if we have a good connection, you know that I care about you, you mm. know that I've got your best interests in heart. But this is the reality of business as well, and we've got to sort of play those uh, balances and I think that in business more so if you can understand someone communicate what they want and try to do a win-win scenario mm. you're going to smash it at business yeah like I, I kind of came up in corporate world through the world of doing strategic partnerships if you will mm. where the sole goal was trying to find like the happy middle ground so that you get a win and look good I get a win and look good mm. and more importantly the people we're trying to serve get all the benefit Mm. so it's like this happy triangle of understanding what each other wants and delivering but why are you not in that world now what changed um so for me um interestingly enough so i i had um and this is kind of not really common knowledge to anyone but i actually had a breakdown while i was uh at work um and no one at my work knew about it true and i went through and i um I spent like three years sort of rebuilding myself up. I was in the, probably one of the worst places I'd been in my life. Yeah. At the same time, I got awarded as the top professional in my industry. Dude, dude. 
And so for me, that was kind of like a reality check to yeah. kind of go, okay, well, here I am feeling my lowest, my worst, trying to put together my the pieces of my life again. Mm. And I've got an industry that's celebrating me as one of the best uh, amongst my peers. And I'm going, and I did that on my worst day. So mm. I'm going... What else can I do? Yeah. So I'm going. Yeah. So I'm going. Okay. Cool. Tick. Done it. Let's go explore some other stuff in life. Let's go explore some more potential. Let's go do some other things. I have a ideal life in my head mm-hmm. of of the things I want to be doing, the people I want to be surrounded by, yep. the places I want to be going, the relationships I want. Mm. It didn't fit with that world, so I had to just suck it up and go. Right. Well. I don't know how this is going to work out, yeah. but I have to pursue it because wow. I can't live a life of regret. Like I can't wake yeah. up in 10 years' time miserable and wondering what if. Like I just can't. Like that's not how my brain works anymore. No, so. And I think what happens is if you do do that, yeah. mental health takes over. Yeah. And it takes you to places you don't want to go, right? So you yeah. were... And that's the thing, right? Mm. Like it was also part of my challenge of recovering is kind of going, man, like... I, I actually think part of my breakdown was the fact that I'd become way too comfortable and didn't know how to deal with a lot of things anymore. And that now I'm becoming so much more comfortable, so much more confident in the unknown, mm-hmm. right? So if you'd talked to me three, four years ago, jumping in this caravan, uh, having this conversation, I would have been like, oh, no, <laughs> I don't know him. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. I, that's not my house. Yeah, it's washing there. Yeah, like. Red flag. You know, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this ain't, this ain't my realm. Like, yeah. I'm not. I'm not going there because mm. there's the potential of me not being able to control the situation. Right. But the the beauty of what I've learned is being able to control the situation is being able to control your own mind mm. um, and being able to sort of just discipline and work with your own mind and be comfortable in the unknown. Mm. Well, you, I think you just described the meaning of life, right, which is be comfortable in the unknown or yeah. aim to be. Yeah. Because, you know, that's you're dealing with some old school kind of like evolution, which is like, if you don't have your food sorted for tomorrow, we all die. Yeah. And, and I mean, jeepers, we live in a country which, um, you know, you, you, even if you didn't have work, you could still get some food and that's quite a nice backstop. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, emotionally, physically, there's something about having everything on lockdown, which feels good. Mm. But just to work out what's the right balance of, you know, like having enough on lockdown so you can still go forward and leaving a bit open to whatever the gray area is. And yeah, I think no one speaks to that. Mm. Everyone always talks about the extreme ends. We're talking about the middle, really. Mm. It's like, you know, maybe a half day week so you can get some stuff done. And the rest of the time you're doing this, you know, you're exploring other areas, networking or, or trying to, I don't know, trying to find something to um, trying to find something to do. Yeah, it's a it's a weird space. But, you know, that bit you talked about um, the breakdown, I think that's not something I want to really focus on, but just awesome to acknowledge that Mm. because you know we talked about the kiwi male and and there's probably some going through that right now and some being awarded you know it was interesting i had a uh so i I very much had a mindset of things like that don't happen to me Mm. like i am not everyone else Mm. i am i'm a high achiever like i go out i smash everything Mm. and i don't have problems all right 
bullshit. I mm. absolutely have problems, mm. and I need to acknowledge those. Yeah, um, they become your weapons, kind of. Once you've acknowledged them and work on them, yeah. Well, or- it's kind of like um, it's kind of like disempowering the world, right, mm. from having something over you, right? Yeah. So acknowledging your downfalls and being like honest with yourself about them. It's not mm. being if you can remove the critical voice in your head. Um, it's kind of disempowering you from. So let's say, for instance, um, I go, I think I'm overweight, or yeah. I think that, you know, like I've got grey hair or whatever, mm. and I'm still quite young, and I know these things. If I call them out early, mm. you have no power over me, right? By going, shut up, fatty, or yeah, shut yeah. up, whatever, because yeah. I've already acknowledged that, right? Right. It's like. Um, it's like um, like Eminem and Eight Mile, right? Mm. I think Rebecca Hollis talked about this. Was right. um, you know he wins his rap battle by calling out everything he thinks the guy's going to say about him, mm. so the guy's got nothing to say. Yeah, I think the danger is though we end up calling ourselves out and there's no one there listening. Yeah, so we're just rapping. You know, it's Eight Mile by it's Eminem by himself. Yeah, and that's it's hard to distinguish though sometimes, eh? Because yeah. and I. You know, I'm having this thing at the moment. I'm starting to try and get back into running and super frustrating because I was a good runner. I was all right runner, but now I'm a horrible runner. I'm just a really good dad. So I'm trying to like, (laughs) you know, raise kids to 12 years old now. So I'm 12 years behind. Point being, I'm being cruel to myself after reading this David Goggins book because he's like, you got to stand in front of that accountability mirror Mm. and be harsh on yourself and I kind of only half got what he meant because I'm like, damn, dude, it sounds like you are so damaged that you just want to inflict pain on yourself to, mm. to deal with the suffering. And I'm like, I'm not damaged, you know? Like, yeah. I'm sure there will be a time where uh, the bank's empty, you know, physically, emotionally, whatever it is, and I'm, you know, have to, I'm going to some dark places. But I, I was one of those people who am lucky enough to have kind of, go through older brothers and sisters, paved the way a little bit so there was no kind of creeps around me. Uh Also um, had a, you know, really supportive family. So it's actually worked against me in some ways. I'm so soft, I'm trying to harden myself up. But my point is, I'm confusing myself because I'm out there swearing at myself while I'm running, saying, don't you fucking stop. And it's ridiculous, you know. It's like this dude running who you should be thinking and listening to Tony Robbins, but it's got me confused. My whole life I thought, you know, positive reinforcement Mm. is the key but a little bit of just knowing are you doing it to uh unnecessary like a growling are you growling yourself when you don't need to or are you growling yourself when you do and parents go through this every day yeah you know sometimes it's not them it's you and it's just interesting um i think i think everyone goes through that right so like i think um you know, you'll hear, where did I see it online? I saw it online the other day. Some girl said, I think it's unfair that guys can wear um, guys can wear whatever outfit they want two days in a row, but a girl couldn't wear the same cute outfit two days in a row. Right. And someone replied, no heterosexual male in the world's going to tell you you can't wear the same cute outfit two days in a row because no one cares. It's yourself telling mm. yourself that. Mm. <laughs> so, exactly. You know, like there's examples of that all over the place. And so. most guys are just worried that people will know if they wear their undies two days in a row so they'll keep quiet (laughs) (laughs) it's interesting you talk about the critical voice as well Mm. um i I think that i think there's a kind of sometimes we need a bit of a push Mm. and sometimes we need to be a little bit harsher on ourselves and i think that comes with intimately knowing yourself Mm. to be like you know if you do a 
if you do a reality check and you ask yourself, you know, and you're caught in a being, mm. like, am I being soft? Am, am I being lazy? Yeah. Something's going to come back and tell you yes or no, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and sometimes you do need a bit of a hard push. I think the key is not to be um, critical of yourself. So saying, come on, fucking run, yeah. run, as long as you're not saying you're useless prick. Yeah. I think that that's a good thing. Right. Because I wasn't saying don't fucking stop you piece of shit yeah i was just saying don't fucking stop because yeah. i would have been bummed out yeah and you know you the funny thing is your body wants you to stop and i started thinking like who, who are we talking to <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah we can't talk about mental health if we don't even acknowledge that yeah. it's like in uh, men in black there's yeah. some little thing running it and i don't know what that is that's yeah. that mysterious area i think that's what religion okay. is right it's yeah this um i remember talking to a chap called lance Burdett, mm. and he was saying in the most dark moments the crisis moments he reckons people talk to two people or they call out for two people one's their mum and one's god oh uh, yeah and i was like whoa that's pretty intense you know a because no one's saying dad but also <laughs> but also it's just like wow so so it's because mum's the soft spot right she's right, the loving the creator soft spot for like, well, yeah i'd say for most people right for most people and yeah. you know i don't think we're trying to trigger anyone it's no. just like for most people sorry if you've got a loving dad and you would have called out for dad and <laughs> yeah. you didn't have a mum. Yeah, apologies just, we just, don't sorry yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone's triggered about god too so yeah. i don't know i don't know but it's interesting stuff man and you know i just i kind of um it's a weird time it's a it's a cool time it's good that we are doing this mm. you know I, I don't know if it really helps anyone but i like to think it does but even if it doesn't at least we kind of get to um we're like what 20 or 30 minutes in and we've spoken out loud for probably longer than most times like okay. you used to sit on the phone for ages and talk yeah, and now yeah. we text yeah what was your longest phone conversation three hours or whatever yeah. you used to count right wow <laughs> did you have one of those old phones yeah. that, <laughs> originally when we first started yeah, yeah man i had Nothing. one of those ones do you remember your childhood telephone number uh i two two one two one seven eight three oh six true in the cargo boom what's my one tyrua uh four seven eight six oh and then the population got bigger so they went eight six four seven eight six oh that's funny how we remember that eh? yeah can you remember your first cell phone number um (laughs) do you still have it no i can't remember i had a real good one though it was like four sevens or four twos (laughs) to end with those seem like they're good and then when you dial it you either do one too little or too many i got my kids cell phones and um i mentioned it before being able to track them but it was a weird moment of, uh, wow, I'm talking about social media and balance and trying to find mm-hmm. all this thing, and now, they, uh, now they've now they got keys to the internet. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Yeah. You know, like if you take like porn, for example. Yeah. For us to get it, it was luckily an older brother or a mm. cousin, and you could steal it or see a glimpse. People would talk about it, or a strange VHS that was hidden and you didn't yeah. know why. And now it's a couple clicks of a button. Mm. And I don't know what that means. Well, here's what it means. I think that you have to find ways uh, of being online to still be a good parent. Mm. Right? I think that the things that you don't want your kids exposed to in real life, you've got to try and figure out ways to not expose them to that online as well. Right? Because your job, and this is just my sense of what Mm. parenthood is, your job is to kind of, 
produce well-rounded humans Correct. Yeah, who yeah. aren't going to be damaged, yeah. um, who are going to like, you know, do well in society and give back and, and you know, be useful members of society. Um, so I think that when it comes to online, you do have to be like, I think, I think there's good things. Like there is parental locks and yeah. stuff. You should be monitoring what your kids are watching on YouTube. Mm. But at the same time, you've got to also build in some kind of resilience and, and well, level of trust. And trust is the all big that one. kind of thing, right? Like I've had the chat. Yeah. And I don't know if the chat, <laughs> plant seeds oh, yeah because you know it's like hey man there's some stuff online that's real dodgy oh i'm gonna find it yeah right <laughs> dodgy stuff online yeah. boom the yeah. internet i don't know i just yeah it's a it's a it's a obviously for everyone this isn't a um quick quick solution so no. you know there's positives and negatives everywhere i guess i'm just hoping that you know i kind of see it like uh i mentioned my childhood you've everyone's got a bank and you get to bank the good stuff and bank the bad stuff. And for some, the bad stuff's a bit higher and, and others. And I hope, you know, for most kids in New Zealand, and I say most because, you know, we've got some horrendous crap going on here, but we've also got some really good stuff. And yeah. and hopefully that's how you can overcome those, you know, those addictions and um, stuff like that. I don't know, man. What do you reckon you'd be like as a like a 12 or 13-year-old with internet and cell phones? Would you be straight? Well, it's interesting. I wasn't far off, man. So, like, when I was – I'm 34, right? Yeah. And um, when I was – uh, what generation I, is that? Uh, that's top end of millennial, oh, yeah. I think. I'm 38. What's the time just before? Just before. There you go. Bang. Old. Old guy. <laughs> Old guy running. Don't fucking stop. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I got the internet when I think I was like eight or nine. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yes. I mean, like, we had it in school. I was mm. doing information technology, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I was playing around with it. And I was, you know, like, I got some stuff online that, you know, probably shouldn't have as a mm. teenager. Um, but, Back then, they didn't have any of these parental locks or monitoring, things like that. So, like, you know, and just after me, it was kind of like the Wild West. And the internet still is largely the Wild West. But, yeah. So, I kind of know what I was like as a Mm. teenager with it. And and the thing is, that was me learning as the internet was, like, evolving versus kids nowadays from the age of one or two have got Mm. iPads and things and, and phones from... I've seen five and six-year-olds with phones. Like, by the time they get to the age when I finally got the internet, like, they're going to be way more advanced. Yeah, and internet speeds too. Oh, yeah. Even if you look at, um, who was I speaking to the other day? Someone moved back from the UK and they're like, dude, your internet prices are so expensive here. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. London, you're yeah. rolling. Like, even in Germany, we just came back. I saw at the pack and save version of pack and save, you can buy SIM cards like six euros unlimited wow. data. And it's like, wow, here you're still rocking at least a hundy if you want some reasonable That's speeds. And, yeah. But it's funny, eh? It's funny. It's like New Zealand. <laughs> I always joke, like, my um, mother-in-law, she didn't quite know what the gig is in New Zealand. You know, she's German yeah. and she's like, you know, if you've got hospitals and I like teasing her, I'm like, we've got one. Yeah. It's, it's down the end of the road. The horse and cart comes, picks <laughs> yeah, you up yeah. and takes you there. <laughs> yeah. We just got the we just got the box with the moving pictures on it. It's <laughs> yeah. quite cool. I think they call it television. Yeah, yeah. Elvis is huge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nah, man. Well, interesting time, Mike. And um, well, a couple of things. When you were going, kind of coming back from that moment you described through the corporate mm. scene, what was your steps like? Uh, obviously, you had to recalibrate a little bit. Oh yeah. So I, I broke down. I broke down everything in my life, right? Mm. I questioned 
and I broke myself right down. Mm. I was seeking out self-destruction, oblivion, true, everything. Mm. And I, like I would have tried anything back then to stop mm. what I was going through. Yeah. You know, so I, I remember I went to the Grayland, uh, the Grayland markets, yeah. and I there was like a group of people there saying, "We will pray for you." And I'm like, "I'll give it a shot. Like nice. I need something." Yeah. So like these people put their hands on me and they pray for me. I'm like, true. God, this is, like I'm trying. I'll try almost anything yep. to, to try and build myself back up from here. Like I went and saw a like, tarot card reader. Like I started reading books, started giving meditation mm. a shot. Like I was just some, like there was a couple of nights there where I just really like just drank to really dull numb. and numb yeah. everything. Um, and I think the healthiest things were meditation. Um, I think meditation teaches you mental discipline. I think uh, fronting up to those uncomfortable moments in life mm. um, and being prepared to face them regardless of what's going to come back at you right. and just being prepared to stand strong, I think that's really important. Um, and I just think um, like feeling those feelings of fear and just doing it anyway mm. and building yourself back up and taking responsibility for your life is huge. Mm. So just being like well i've created the situation this is my problem i need to deal with it and i need to be okay with that mm. so those are my kind of steps and once i started finding you know i started making healthier decisions started meditating exercise started just getting little wins like getting rid of a couple of toxic people in my mm. life because mm -hmm. I, I realized that i just started checking in with myself like why am i feeling this just monitoring my thoughts going why am I feeling this way? Why do I constantly feel small around this person? Right. Or I'm like, oh, because this person's subtly right. manipulating and draining yeah. all my fucking energy. Wow. So, Were these people from corporate? I'm just wondering if they let you leave easy. Yeah. Because you just got voted, you know, yeah. top dude. And then you're like, I'm out. Yeah. And they're like, hey, man, you ain't out. Nah, I mean, I don't I don't think it well. I, I, I have to give kudos to my work, right? Nice. So they were awesome. Mm. They were like, I, I really enjoyed working there. Um, and I think by law anyway, if you hand over a resignation, yeah. they have to. I just like, like leeching on, you know, <laughs> afterwards because that's, yeah. they talk about toxic people and, and sometimes yeah. seeing you succeed isn't that easy. Yeah. You know, and I, I think we should definitely factor that in. Yeah. We're talking about kind of generally more general well-being and you know doing things and taking responsibility of yourself but there is those people out there viewing you and they're like oh, 100%. hey man i like it better when you are complaining and we can you know just drink together yeah and now you're telling me you're gonna like go weed your garden well it's interesting because um that was part of my learning mm -hmm. um and like i had to I also did like a year of counseling as mm -hmm. well um to help get myself right um and Part of this is what I learned through counseling, right, is that in your life, people have you pigeonholed. You mm. play a role in someone else's life. Mm. That's why you've got that connection, right? And if you all of a sudden break that trend, break that mold for that person, mm. they're going to get triggered and act like either aggressively or whatever. And so what I train myself to look for, I, I train myself to look for that as a sign of, of someone who's trying to hold me in a position that works for them but not for me mm. and um so a couple of these toxic people i moved i noticed that when i stopped giving them the things i used to so i had someone in my life who was 
like they're just very draining. It was all about them all the time. Mm. Um, if I wasn't building them up and validating them, um, like they they would you know would come back with comments like, you know, like you're being weird mm. and like what's wrong with you? You're being like I don't like you and stuff like this. Mm. And I'm like, going, well, hold on, like I haven't done anything towards you. Right. I haven't like. And not once have you gone, are you okay? Yeah. Not once have you checked in and been like, how are you doing? Mm. All you've complained about is how me withdrawing a little bit of attention, mm. how that's affected you negatively, yeah. but I've done nothing with malicious intent. Mm. So that to me is kind of like, ah, oh, this is what it means. Dude, you're describing social media as well. Yeah. Like, you know, like oh, yeah. I wasn't doing anything malicious. I just said, I was just being and this big group of people saying stuff yeah and now it's all about you again and yeah and, uh, people people like to turn things into into yeah. something about themselves it must be deep down it must be part of our human condition eh? like yeah i don't know what it is the easiest way i'm trying to describe it to myself is there's like kind of the light and the dark yeah and we're all it's in us yeah and i think one of the things that jordan peterson says that i really admire is he was the first person I heard, and I'm sure there's plenty who have said it, but the first person I've heard um, who really said, look, if you were in Germany when the Nazis were taking over, yeah. chances are you would have done it and you would have liked it. Don't trick yourself to think you would have been the diamond in the rough yeah. to stand up and say no. Yeah. Like, there's more things at play, you know? Like, another. like I don't know necessarily if I agree with you would have liked it, but right, I, th right, right. I think you would have done it, right? I yeah, agree with yeah. you on that point is that, you know, like there's all these uh, studies and stuff which have been done on some of those men and women during that time mm. where, you know, guys were shooting people and they were vomiting and crying, True. but they were going through and doing it anyway mm. because they felt that's what they had to do and you mm. get and it's interesting man like if you've ever been in some extreme situations you'll be frightened by some of the things that you can do mm. um like i've been in the army before like and i've seen some stuff that is very normal when you're in extreme situations um and yeah like i just think that like there's another example there's like that that um that's psychological experiment where it's about conformity and, and not wanting to look out of place and not wanting to be unaccepted by your peers, right? Because mm. we're social beings. Mm. We want to be connected and accepted where they put everyone in a, uh, in a elevator or an escalator. What's it called? An elevator. Mm. That's the one that goes up. Like, escalator yep. goes up. Right. In an elevator and uh, someone gets in and everyone turns the other way mm. or turns to face them. They face the, the opposite side of the elevator. So yeah. you're then facing all these people. And I think it's like <laughs> nine times out of 10, if not more, or mm. like, you know, almost 10 out of 10, the person turns around and faces, yeah, man. even though they're facing the back side of the elevator. Yeah. And I'm going, like, if you apply that same principle to all these situations you're talking about, like, you'll do these things. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I sometimes think it is logical in some ways. Like, you know, there was the other Stanford experiment, is it, where they had the... Um, is that the prison guard? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of us, or, the, or the, the other one where the doctor said, keep shocking, and you could hear the person oh, in yeah, the yeah. room. And, yeah. and, and I, I do think that's quite normal because we are encouraged to listen to our teachers, to the police, yeah. to doctors. But it is just a reminder that, you know, we are, it's like, it's like that whole hypnosis world. There's something else that when it's triggered, like the animal part of us, mm. we've we got to go with the pack. 
because I guess if you didn't, that meant death, right? Yeah. You know, like turn and run. Yeah. Something's coming. Yeah. And if you're just like, oh, I don't feel like, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know what to do with all that. And I don't know if, um, like, do you ever wonder if there's like a grand plan or if, you know, technology just kind of not hijacked, but illuminated some of these weird traits that we have as humans? Like, mm-hmm. um, and like, I, what, what do you think in 20 years it's going to be like or 30 years do you think we're cyborgs I mean we kind of already are we've got yeah. the phone in our pocket it's connecting us to the world um, the chip isn't in us but it kind of is I mean mm. your pocket's you know on you all the time and we're kind of like a cyborg to it but I mean if in, in 10 years if they had some new tech which you know hey man we're just going to replace one of your eyes and mm. we can do all your Skype calls and business calls and LinkedIn all from your left eye or mm. your right eye are you down I mean what's your thoughts yeah man like I, I wouldn't put I, I like I'm I'm skeptical but at the same time I have a healthy dose of curiosity mm. so I wouldn't necessarily write anything off mm. um, and I think that there's already been some of these questions already that we've already faced in life you know True. like so for instance if we look at Blade Runner trying to um, compete in uh, the normal Olympics right yeah. or just in the Olympics I shouldn't say the word normal that's probably incorrect yeah. Yeah. but in the Olympics right and competing against uh, able-bodied athletes mm. and people arguing well if you've got prosthetic legs that spring and give you extra buoyancy that could be mm. um, and so the next step right is these kind of bionic legs which probably can be programmed to make you run faster than mm. a normal human mm. and so if all of a sudden you're from a low socioeconomical area and you're like I need to pay or make some money I'm going to become mm. a professional athlete hell yeah chop my, chop my leg off mm. put in a bionic leg like yeah. I think that we're constantly going to have to battle this. And I think, um, not battle, but I think we're constantly going to have to navigate this Mm. and create new rules and be flexible, be learned. Um, And I I don't see it as any different to any other point in time in our history Mm. where as we've progressed and evolved, old people go, young people are useless. (laughs) (laughs) What's this rock and roll business that they're, they're, what's this hootenanny, devil music that they're playing? And it happens time and time again. It happened from my parents to their parents, their parents to their um, parents. Um, And no doubt we'll do it to our kids, right? Or you'll do it to your kids. You'll get to a point where... Whilst I'm stalking them and where they are exactly. Do you think it's just a pendulum then? Because I've heard some other people say, look, some things are a pendulum, Mm. but there's other staples that if you don't do it, Rome falls yeah. and we start again. Um, what's the example of the staples? Uh, kind of like coddling um, thoughts so yeah. that uh, safe spaces, yeah. you know, um, being open to sitting there and having someone that you don't agree with speak. Yeah. So if you say, no, we're not, um, or, or something like a morally right but factually wrong. Yeah. If we let that go, mm. um, you c- can't come back from it. It's not just the older generation saying it's like there's no middle line in the yeah, road anymore. Yeah. So I, I think that in order to maintain balance and mm. in order to have a livable environment and a livable world, more people, I think goes back to what you're saying, more people need to have the courage to have something to say. Mm. And like, here's something I've been thinking about recently, right? It is easier to be an asshole than it is to be good. Yeah. It's easy. Like, you don't have to do anything. You can throw your rubbish on the road. Mm. You can not give a shit about feeding your kids. You can 
do drugs and alcohol because it's easy. Mm. You can do whatever, right? Because those are the easy choices. Mm. And it takes energy. It takes time. It takes discipline. It takes consistency to to do all these things that make the world a better place, mm-hmm. right? And so everyone, I think, has a responsibility to start trying to be that kind of person mm-hmm. or start trying to, like, just... Like, I was actually thinking about this before I came over. I think that if you did nothing else but just focus on being polite and having good manners, like... Give me a high five. Like, good shit there. Like, the world would be 10 times better immediately mm. if you just had common courtesy manners and you just started with that as a basis Mm. that would start paving the road i think for more positive action and it's not celebrated you know we're talking about small talk that's the little things eh? it's like you know it's the opening the door which who knows who does that now yeah right and it's the saying please and thank you and offering to pay yeah i don't know man you're yeah, this we're gone deep today, Mike. But that's good because <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things I think that I'm I'm, I'm very much motivated, right? Like mm. in business and in life, like a lot of people reach out and they want something, they need something, or you can connect them to someone, right? And nothing pisses me off more than someone that gets what they want and doesn't say thank you. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, you reached out, you interrupted my day, yeah. you asked for something, yeah. like you know, and I'm like. You know, maybe I fought my better judgment. I'm like, I actually really don't want to help this person. Mm. But I'm like, no, be a good person. So I'm like, here you go. Here's the help you need. This is going to benefit you in life. Mm. And I'm expecting nothing in return other than thank you for taking the time out of your day and giving me something that's valuable to me. Well, I'm going to be brave and say it that we need to say please and thank you more oh for there sure we go. 100% that triggered one person <laughs> triggered myself because no look that's the thing too right it's yeah. that sounds good when you've got lots of things and you're happy happy but i reckon still say please and thanks even if it's um you know if you want to respond to that comment that's not so nice to you mm. you know i can just chuck it hey thanks for your thoughts i'll, I'll have a read you know Maybe go and do some sit-ups or something, but whatever. Hey, man, what's um? I want to thank you for your time today. <laughs> thanks, um, thanks for having me. Got to chuck that in there just in case you're like, shit, that Will was rude. Uh, yeah, hey. I drove all the way to his house, his <laughs> shitty little caravan right. next to his washing. It wasn't one of those. It wasn't one of those. <laughs> nah, he better bloody. He better, he better in several languages. He um, better thank me. I'm going to kill him. Like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to push delete. Yeah, I'm push hey. him out that door. In a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take over this podcast. Um, what's What's one thing that, if you could isolate, um, blew your mind? So I guess it meant, just means, you know, like yeah. um, changed your perspective on things. Yeah, yeah. Um, helped you see the world a different way, grew you as a as a person. Well, there's, a, there's probably a couple of things, I think, that sort of blow my mind over time. One, uh, from my breakdown, something that, that I definitely learned is that Whatever you focus on or whatever you're thinking, your world is going to reciprocate that to you. So if you start going down the tunnel with paranoid thoughts or if you start thinking, I'm useless, Mm. your brain is actively looking for things to reinforce Mm. what you're thinking, right? So if you go, oh, my world's shit and and, and my life's terrible, Mm. the only thing you are inviting and looking for in life is for people to be terrible to you and shitty things to happen, right? So your brain is focused in on, okay, cool. So I had a 
day where I woke up in a bed, I had shelter over my head, I had a shower, had food in my stomach, um, like I didn't die today, um, but I banged my toe against the table. Oh, my life sucks. Like yeah. terrible things always happen to me. That's what I'm. That's the only thing that I'm focused on because yeah. I have that narrative in my head. And I think that whatever you're thinking, your world is going to support that for you, especially with social media. Like mm. when you get the algorithm that mm. feeds it. True. You know. So like True. if you look, like if you look at one thing yeah. that supports a thought that you're having, mm. next thing you know, you're getting served up. Going, he must like this kind mm. of stuff. Here's some more. Here's mm. some more. And then you're off down that rabbit hole right mm-hmm. so that's one thing i think that that sort of blew my mind the other thing that blows my mind constantly is that in the grand scheme of things and this is about perspective because perspective can bring you out of a whole heap of shit is that in the grand scheme of things we are a speck we're a speck on a tiny maybe a malteser at best mm-hmm. In an infinite universe filled with thousands upon millions of stars and planets and like uncomprehensible like size mm. and we care so much about what's happening in our lives but in the grand scheme of things we're nothing like mm. we are basically nothing and it was interesting i heard someone talking i was listening to a podcast the other day was to even, uh, I guess, to bring home the fact that we are nothing is that science says that we're all um, that we're all made up of atoms, right? But if you look inside an atom, an atom's made up of nothing. Mm. So I'm like, well, so we're all nothing. Mm. <laughs> so that blew my mind, right? Like, yeah, like yeah, we're bro. made up of atoms and particles that are made of nothing. Yeah. It's like nothing is everything. Yeah. That's some next so that, level. that blew my mind. Dude, I think and there was some psychedelics w- in that water. One last thing that I also want to put to you is of I course. thought that a lot of issues that I think we have today, or I just think that how this is just an entertaining kind of thought idea, I guess, would mm. be what would the world be like if no one knew how old each other was? Mm. What happens if we never knew our age from from like birth Mm. to the time you die Mm. think about how you would have to interact as a society Mm. without knowing age i wouldn't be like shit he's 50 he's Mm. she's whatever they're that age i go should i have to get to know this person Mm. versus being able to have these judgments Mm. like we wouldn't have societal pressures around oh you're 32 you should be married with Mm. kids or Oh, you're 18, you should be starting to do all this stuff. Like, all of that's gone. Mm. The trouble that you get into, I think, is, um, you know, like, it brings up, like, ethical things around drugs, alcohol, appropriate age for certain things. Right, right. But I think that, like, it's an interesting question to ponder. I'm going to think about it, and then we're going to have another podcast one day. All right. And we're going to go, we're going to really trigger some people. Hey, um, what's some places people can follow you and connect with you, either, you know, just to say hello or maybe some business stuff yeah cool um so i'm super easy to find just you could probably just google mike wotton w-o-o-t-t-o-n that gets mistaken a lot um what's the origin of that name uh from england oh yeah yeah so i'm like i'm english moldy um scottish and i think a tad bit of french dude that's a nice mix yeah yeah so my mum's side of the family is kind of moldy scottish yeah dad's side of the family english 
um, his his um, yeah his ancestry dates back to some of the first settlers in Nelson really? coming on a boat called the Five Shire type thing. Damn. Yeah, but my dad's real into the whole ancestry thing, so he's gone over and found the town True. where it came from. Mm. And we apparently pronounce our last name different to everyone else that has the same spelling from us because we're special. <laughs> There I don't know. That's but, true. But yeah, Mike Wharton, uh, add me on LinkedIn. Love to connect with people. Um, my website's under mikewharton.co as well. So, Dude, thanks for joining me on Mate, the podcast. Thank nice you for to chat. Me. And uh, really enjoyed it. Look, look forward to chatting next time. And um, I think that's the key. No agenda. We just get in the caravan, <laughs> get on some mics, and start talking it up. Eh? Right, it's good. You're doing a good thing. Thanks, man. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, who asked you on the show and listening in more I've definitely been listening to a few of them so awesome. I think this is a really positive and healthy thing yeah I think so yeah. too thanks brother cool this message is brought to you by Deadpool hi Deadpool here I just want to give maximum effort to my favorite Kiwi podcaster Will Fleming from Please Blow My Mind thank you for blowing my pants <coughs> I mean mine Will If you also want your pants blown, go ahead and rate and review Please Blow My Mind on iTunes right now. And tell them Deadpool sent you. From the bottom of my pants, spank you.